Three times in three weeks, Tim. Oof, what a pleasure. I have had enough of your face. Yeah, that's that probably happened a while ago, but uh, it must be it must mean we're knee deep in finals. And the weather outside. Just a little hint of spring. It's that finals tinge <laughs> to it, doesn't it? Yep. Cut grass. Oh birds you know, are chirping. Birds are chirping and You really love this golf stuff. <laughs> And the magpies are chirping as well, may oh, I say. Are they ever? That absolutely sensational uh, weekend for you, I'm sure. My mm-hmm. weekend was, I don't even really remember, but it is another finals-focused episode mm-hmm. of The Refill. We're back in the studio yep. on our, on a, they're busy, very busy schedules. Yeah, yep, We have look, lives outside of this. Exactly. But exactly. we've made time to recap the week that was and preview the week that will be. So, yep. Um, I mean, obviously, how was your weekend, Collingwood aside? Uh, yeah, quite enjoyable, thank you. I just watched, uh, was able to watch both games, one live at the ground and one on TV, and um, you know, bit of bit of downtime either side of that. But yeah, all good. How about you? Yeah, was able to watch both games as well. Um, as what else would I be doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, went to watch a local footy final yesterday. Very good. Not really. No. Okay. Standard. <laughs> unless, <props. you're, laughs> unless you're a, unless you're a Bundura football club supporter, which I can confirm I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, you did not have a good day. Okay. So, very interesting. I believe Gary Moorcroft's son was playing for, um, was playing for Bundura, uh, unless there was just a very small, very small red-headed kid that looked exactly like him, kicked exactly like him. Um, uh, no, well, they played together, I think. At some stage as well. Well, there you go. That's a LeBron James sort of um, <laughs> wish. He wants to play. With his, he wants to play with his son before he <laughs> retires. So, Morecroft set the standard. That's for that's uh, for James to follow. Yeah. So that was my weekend, um, and obviously the NFL back today. Uh, I am in absolutely rat shit state. Mm, right now, yeah, you, need I, to, you are going straight to bed after this podcast. I it's been the, a big day. The Monza. Last night, F1 double into no sleep, NFL. Yeah. And I I look bad, well-rested. But the state I'm in right now is actually deplorable. So I'm not going to take up anyone's time because I don't know how I'm going to be in this podcast. This is this is my flu game, I reckon. Okay. you uh, Everyone, look, I, I certainly do, but I'm sure everyone else just appreciates the <laughs> sacrifice you've made to be here right I'm now. I'm sure absolutely no one gives a shit, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, let's quickly jump in, uh, obviously as like last week, uh, this is not a full episode, grand final week, we'll probably do a full show, the stock market, the headlines, we'll bring everything back for the grand final, we'll make it a big one, but for this week, um, no loves, no buys, no sales. No, it's just straight just, into it. Just cold, hard footy mm-hmm. analysis. So, Friday night... At the MCG, Brisbane Lions 14-8-92 defeated the reigning Premiers Melbourne 11-13-79. Now, why did Brisbane win? Um, well, I reckon there was probably three reasons. The first reason was because the Demons didn't take their chances in the first half. Mm-hmm. They could have been eight goals up easily. Uh, the second reason is them putting... Uh, Berry onto yeah. Oliver Neal and Berry playing one of the all-time greats halves of football. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two touches, 
tagged Oliver, who only got nine touches in the second half, and uh, that was a massive reason. And the GOAT, Darcy Fort. Oh, my Who God. somehow uh, single-handedly beat both Gorn and Jackson to um, uh, to just one of the most uh, do- dominant ruck performances of the year. Mm. So that's probably my three reasons why. For me? Yep. What? Everything that came through my head was just role players. Yep. That was why Brisbane won, and that is the key. That is the essential key to finals. You need your bulls firing. You need your big guns firing. Yep. But you need role players to stand up. Darcy Fort was the biggest reason for me. Um, Luke Jackson, completely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Max Gorn, I think Max Gorn's probably carrying something. Yeah, probably the... Other seventeen players. <laughs> he he didn't look his usual self, but he was basically irrelevant. Uh, and a man who spent probably the best part of the year playing VFL football and sort of being in the um, yeah, being in Chris Fagan's doghouse, had one of the all-time games, and I could not have been uh, happier for anyone. Obviously, a big Home Alone fan, so it was great to see Marv. <laughs> <laughs> Make a comeback. The, the sticky bandits. Good to yeah, see the sticky yeah. bandits get uh, yeah. get some get some get some love. And yeah, obviously Barry was was absolutely sensational. I don't necessarily agree that he should be suspended. So I hope he gets off because it no, would be good. I think yeah, I think he, I reckon that gets overturned. I mean, we're preempting what's going to happen, but I think that gets overturned. And we're 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 wrong quite often. Um, the only other key for me was um, Daniel Rich. Sort of mm. just highlights how important that halfback, quarterback kind of a player yeah. is. Yeah, especially when he uses the ball as well as. Oh, it's unbelievable. Every it, every club has a player like that, yeah. but not every club has a ball user like Daniel Rich. So yeah, um, thirty disposals, twenty five kicks, and just all of them would have been absolutely class. So very silky, very silky. So that was the keys for me. Um, one more question on this game: What's next for Melbourne? Um, soul searching, and mm. you know, it was one of the talk. We, we had two at the our very first refill podcast in March. We had what are the talking points of the year? That one of them was Alistair Clarkson, mm-hmm. and the other one was can Melbourne go back to back and win a flag for their fans at the MCG? No. Um, answer to that was no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you know they've got some list management stuff to look at in. Regards to obviously, if Jackson goes to Frio, the whisper is that Grundy comes to them. I, I, Grundy doesn't help him, I don't think. Oh yeah, great. Um, they need they, some forward help. Yeah, they need time. They need to restructure their forward line. Um, obviously, not having Tom McDonald really hurt them, as we talked about last week. So, I think uh, obviously the nucleus is there, and their midfield bulls in Petrarca and Oliver aren't going anywhere. So, and Brayshaw's just resigned. So I think their midfield's fine. It's just they're gonna. Yeah, I think their their forward structure is what needs to be uh, looked at. Yeah, no, I, I don't really have much else to add. It was a weird year for Melbourne. I sort of said to you that it was like they they never really got out of second gear. Yeah, um, they 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 were never really firing. They had they had parts of games where you were like, oh, that's Melbourne. But yeah, it's a very strange year for them overall. Like to go through that massive winning streak that, that was snapped. Yeah. Um, the, the, that last game that they played against Brisbane, everyone was like, oh, okay, yeah, they've just switched yeah, well, it on now. Thing. They, they, they smacked Brisbane twice during the year, so... Very, um, yeah. Very, maybe maybe very they bizarre. just run out of puff. Like, uh, you know, as we said last week as well, they were 
like there was a few sore boys running around for him. So definitely, uh, but yeah, put your charcuterie boards away. Uh, it's yeah, yep. it's <laughs> Melbourne football season is over. You can mm-hmm. join Richmond, Port Adelaide, and the rest of the miserable sacks of crap in the golf course. See at the Flemington Birdcage. Yeah, <laughs> I won't because I'll be out. I'll be here with the plebs in the bull ring, looking for value. <laughs> At the Warnable Trots. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, yeah, that is the first game. Uh, the second game, uh, Saturday night, the Collingwood Swoopy Boys mm. defeat the Fremantle Wolfies. Dockers, 11-13-79 to 9-5-59. Uh, you were obviously there, so most of this will be your... Uh, I'll get you to talk. Okay. A, a couple of quick things. Mm-hmm. It was a very... From a spectator point of view, and we sort of mentioned this beforehand, it was a very weird game to watch. Uh, there, something to do with Channel 7's audio levels must have been wrong because, like, the the atmosphere felt um, a bit flat, about as flat as Buckingham Palace right now. Yeah, right. So it yeah. just was a weird game to watch. Fremantle were kind of never in it. Um, Collingwood, no. you honestly, this scoreline has is severely flattering them. If I'm being yeah, they, there's a couple of junk time goals for Frio, which made the scoreline look a bit better than it was. But um, yeah, it was weird. the The crowd was massive, like for a semi final. I think it was um one of the biggest semi final crowds ever, if not um, mm. the biggest. Um, ninety two. Just no, it's just a tick over ninety. I think just a schmidge. Um, but yeah, that. But even that. Um, it wasn't as loud as the Collingwood Geelong game. It wasn't as electric the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, but when, well, when Ginevan kicked the first goal, it was it was certainly up and about. And and yeah, we I think we just had control for the whole game. Really, never never felt in doubt. No, it was it was honestly uh, probably your most clinical. Win. Yeah, I, I'd I'd almost go back to either the Frio game when we when we started our run or the Melbourne game at Queen's birthday. Um, as as our most dominant game since then, so um, yeah, and I think last what we we talked about uh, like Collingwood's forwards against Geelong were, were um, well held, but this week they all contributed. Uh, your boy Myacek, as you as you predicted, role players, baby, role he came, players. He came to the party, he kicked a couple. Elliot kicked a couple. Ginevan kicked three. So when when Collingwood get that even spread of goal kickers, um, hard to stop. Hard to stop. Uh, and with their sort of the way they run is it's just ballistic. They mm. just don't stop running. So uh, I think that sort of caught Frio out a bit. Um, it was great. It was a great send off for Barra Mundi. <laughs> um, uh, and obviously Collingwood won, so everyone's on their best behaviour. But you know the the guard of honour and everyone stayed to to give him a standing ovation and and cheer him off. So. Um, great career. Yeah, no, stick taps to, to Barra. He's a great servant of the AFL. What, uh, where do Frio go from here? Obviously, yeah, well, it looks like there's going to be a few changes. There is. I, I, it sounds, I mean, if you listen to the jungle drums, um, Rory Lobb's gone. Uh, yeah. Where he goes to doesn't really matter, but he's out. Griffin um, Logue. Griffin Logue is sounding like he's out too, and that's a... Not worth the money he's going to get my well, opinion. Yeah, I, well, do you know what money he's being off, uh, flown around? Or? It sounds around like f- f- anywhere from 600 to 700. Yeah, yeah, look, he's, I mean, he's a big boy and he's a forward, so they're, they're hard to get. So mm. They don't grow, they don't grow on don't supermarket grow. aisles. They don't. Um, yeah, and as we say, the, you know, if Jackson goes there, what role does he play? How does that affect 
Sean Darcy in the mm. middle. Um, yeah, I look they're, they're, the nucleus for them as well. Same as Melbourne, their midfield super tight. Five, and back five, six. yeah, the back yeah. six is really good. Five will come back in. I think he needs to be just permanent forward. I think so. I need. I think he needs to do like a eighty twenty split. Yeah, Griffin Logue, Liam Ryan, Lloyd Meek, um, all of, all of these players are probably going to have to head off because of because of Luke Jackson. Um, yeah. Seems like a lot to get rid of for Luke Jackson, and none of those players are Luke Jackson esque. But no role no. players depth is super super important when it comes to injuries. You know, late in the year, you never know what these sort of things are going to happen. So, yeah, uh, well, they're rolling the dice. He is a generational talent in terms of he's only twenty one. Mm. I still I'm convinced he basically won them the flag in that third quarter against the Bulldogs last year. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Got him going. So when you see that and you know, if you if your North Star is a flag as it should be, uh, you know that Jackson can um can perform in the biggest game of all. So, you know, in that regard, it makes, I can see why they're going for him because mm-hmm. he's available and he wants to come back home. But, yeah, it is a roll of the dice for sure. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, they're a very positive outlook for, I think, Freo. They've got um, that back six. I know they didn't play uh, amazing. Um, I, I don't think they were certainly the reason they lost. Uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. They had plenty of, uh, plenty of friends pulling that bus. So... Mm-hmm. So yeah, be interesting off season for them. I think they're one of the biggest, they're one of the most interesting off seasons with just a sheer number of the amount of changes that are probably going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, look, head down to the wharf and check out what's happening this summer. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be very interesting. Swimming with the fishes. <laughs> well, some players will be. <laughs> I think so. Okay, let's get stuck into the prelims mm. first off. <laughs> yes. How nervous are you? Um, uh, I wouldn't say nervous, more excited at this point. I'll oh. be nervous closer to the game, I reckon. Hold up your hand. Okay. It's rock solid. It's pretty steady. It's the beta blockers I'm taking. <laughs> what the fuck am I taking? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but before you play, before uh-huh. you get too nervous, mm. uh, on Friday night at the MCG, the Brisbane Lions don't have to go anywhere. They can stay at the same hotel because they've got the Geelong Cats who are going to come up from the Cattery yep. uh, to face the, the face the Lions of Brisbane. Uh, first off, key matchups for you in this game. Um, well, it's... I suppose what they do with Lockie Neal is in what the Cats mm-hmm. decide to do. They don't, from memory, they don't um, generally do a run with no. all the Cats. They like to back in their system yeah. and structure. But... Uh, They're only happy with, like, Guthrie to just run with mm, someone. And yeah, so it might be that, that that's the case. I actually find that, um, in terms of, like, before we go specific matchups, generally speaking, Brisbane actually match up well with Geelong. mm um, they've had some epic um, battles. Even I think in that COVID year, uh, there was a you know controversial free kick. But they're, they're, there's some close games they've had recently. So I think the matchup itself is going to be a tight one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, blowout like people uh, suspect. No, I, I I agree, and I I like Brisbane again this week. Yeah, right. For the same reason, like I just think that they have just great matchups. Yeah. Uh, I think some of those small, some of those small forwards for Brisbane, 
uh, your Baileys and that have really good matchups. And I yep. think that uh, Eric Hipwood, Eric Hipwood's just a very sneaky. He's a very under. He's a very. Is he just? Is he? Is he the barometer for them? I know that. Not, I know well, that Matheson's of self-proclaimed, but I think the, it might yeah. actually be Hipwood. Yeah, I think it is Hipwood because yeah. he kind of just goes under the radar. And if he's kicking three or four goals a game, yeah. and doing it like you know, everyone's talking about mixed day, or they're talking about Danaher. Yeah. Um, no, I mean he, he kicked four goals against against uh, Melbourne, like he was the key. He just flies under um, the radar. It was interesting with that late Danaher out, how it sort of changed their structure. It might have helped them. I, don't I know. think so. Yeah, I think they. I think like McStay leaving probably helps. It's weird, but like the three bigs up there doesn't quite work as well. No, it doesn't. And you needed you needed a second ruckman like Tom yeah. Fullerton's. Um, he's a better. He's better in that as that yeah. second ruck. So I think having just McStay and Hipwood helped. So when Danaher comes back in, it'll be interesting to see how that forward mix. Maybe it stretches Geelong's backs because they don't have any real big grills mm. back there. So um, yeah, that's that's going to be key. Um, and then obviously Jeremy Cameron up forward. Who takes him, um, and how many can he kick? Yeah, I one of the big reasons why I, I liked Brisbane is because of the fact that. Harris Andrews was going to be matched up on Ben Brown. I thought that just really suited him. Yeah. Um, because Harris Andrews is like, I don't know, he's a real, I could take him or leave him. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a pretty one-dimensional, well, He's not in punch all, happy. He's, he's been at All-Australian previously, but he's not in All-Australian form. No, but I think he would take Hawkins and, and that's probably a good matchup. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah, I don't know who takes Cameron and whether they... Um, whether they're able to stop him because yeah. he is one of the biggest, uh, you know, key differences in the competition at the moment. I still think he's the best player in the AFL. Yeah. If I'm if I'm picking a side that's playing tomorrow, I'm picking him first. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the fact that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Just had to get my nuffy on there. Ah, uh, yeah. No, he's 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 amazing. Um, and like Gary Rowan had a career game against Collingwood. Whether he can back up and do that again, we'll see. But um, mm. yeah, I, I, yeah. As I said, I think this will be a genuinely great matchup. Yep. Uh, your prediction. Um, having said that, no, I reckon uh, probably <laughs> ca- I reckon cats by a couple of goals. Yeah, I, I'm going Brisbane in a, in a tight one. Yep. I'm just going to ride this Brisbane. Yeah. I'm going to ride it all all stations to um, to wherever it. Stops. Yeah. Well, why not? I mean, the the MCG. Hoodoo is is been broken now, so mm. they they can we know they can win there. Um, and Geelong again haven't had a lot of footy. You know that that Collingwood hit out was a great hit out for them, but you know week off uh, qualifying final week off coming into what, prelim coming into a team that's red hot form. Mm. Now Saturday, SCG. Mm, what's, happening the Sydney, what's happening up there? The Sydney Cricket Ground. Yes, the New Zealand the New South Wales Blues. Take on the Queensland. I'm just kidding. It's not the Sheffield Shield, unfortunately. It's the Sydney Swans versus the Collingwood Swoopy Boys. Four forty-five. Terrible time. Are you going? No, no. I, I, um, I was thinking about getting a second mortgage to afford some flights up, but um, <laughs> probably just. Kind of, how's that? I mean, that is that's rank. Is there anyone more rank than Qantas and Alan Joyce in this country? Um. 
No, I'll answer it for you. Yeah. And all, I, I, all I'll say is... Get our um, lawyers ready. All I'll say is it's disappointing, like, um, you know, uh, ACCC. Hello. ACCC. Is this on? Uh, anyway, whatever, it, it is what it is, and that's um, it's capitalism. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to stop a lot of people getting up there, I suppose. Or, you know, road trip. Mm. Road trip it out. I'll tell you what it's doing. Mm. I don't like it. Mm. It's taking advantage of a what's known as the lowest class of society being Collingwood fans. <laughs> We're not talking about your working one, class the heart and soul of the Melbourne economy, the Victorian yeah. economy. We're not talking about the one percenters here. No, we're talking about the beating heart of our um We're talking about the ninety nine percenters. Yeah, exactly. Your exactly. battlers. Yep. Your Chris Franklins. Your true <laughs> blues. You're actually looking very Chris Franklin-esque today with that beanie on. Thank you, yeah. The wharfy beanie. I'm a bloke. I'm a yobbo and me best mate's name is Robbo. <laughs> One of the worst songs ever written. One of the best songs. Okay. Big to differ. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, look, uh, it's going to be... So you're not going? No, so, to answer your question, no, I'm not heading up. <laughs> I'll be watching at home, cheering on uh, the team, but, um, yeah, not not... Nervous yet? I uh, probably will be closer to the game. What I what I will say is that um, that recent loss we had to them uh, is a good little feeler, bit of a you know um, test the waters. Yeah, test the waters. At, at the time, we had a quite a few with the flu, so we were pretty flat. No Dugowie, uh mm-hmm. which is a massive like Dugowie in finals is a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes back in. So I think. If anything, it, it was a good tester for the coaching staff to go, right, what do we need to do? Same ground, same opposition. What mm-hmm. did they do to us that choked us up? And how do we get around it? So I think, I think, um, you know, and Collingwood were, I'm sort of, I'm trying to convince myself here, but Collingwood were only I know, two. And you're two, trying to take me with you, but I'm not. Collingwood were only a two and a bit goals down at quarter time, only two and a bit goals down at half time. Mm. Um, I did watch that game. Yeah. I didn't want to, but I did watch no, it. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a great spectacle, but um, I, well, all I'm saying is that I think Collingwood are better for the run. Uh, and so I expect them to put in a great performance. And they've been playing, their last two games have been really good. So, mm. oh, Look, I, I think the key the key matchups for me is is once again that, uh, the what Ben Dixon sort of touched on, the Bermuda Triangle, he called mm. it. Yeah. Um, you know, the Ash Johnson Ash Johnson is such a good footballer. He kinda of got away with having a bit of a like bizarre game yeah, with the missed, with the with the boot. Like Yeah, missed opportunities. Hoskin Elliott missed a few as well. Yeah. You just can't like you can't afford to do that and you're not gonna win a prelim if you do that. No, the, but yeah, I think yeah, they can't just as you Alluding to, you can't just bomb it in no. for the McCartan brothers to just snaffle it up. They'll, they'll laugh as soon as they see it come off the boot. They'll just laugh. They'll, they'll chortle. Yeah, they'll, they'll be like, "You want it or yeah, or you want me yeah, to go?" Exactly. So I think, and that's what I was alluding to as well. That coaches need to work out. All right, how do we get it in? Mm. Get it in the forward line without the Bermuda Triangle chewing it up. But fuck, it's a it's such a good matchup. Like there, we I know I keep saying role players or like surprise. Like, because they're not really role players. These guys like um, James Robotton, yeah. Florent, all these sort yep. of guys. These guys are genuine stars, but I just we probably just don't see enough of them here. Yeah. But you know, going up against um, John Noble, who yeah, exactly, who I think is 
very, very, very good to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in a great certainly, year. certainly had a better year than his old man. Uh, that's for sure. I have to, you have yep. to dig deep for that you analysis. You don't need to add allegedly after that. <laughs> no, that is confirmed. To come after me if you want. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it honestly is such a great yeah, matchup on paper. Yeah. And I, even last time they had Clark tag Nick Dacos, mm. and then Collingwood tried to work around that by sort of shuffling Dacos everywhere. He was forward, he was mid. I don't think they'll do it this time. I think they'll just back him in, yeah. play him on the halfback flank like he has been, and mm. just say, just work through that tag. Get some support with his teammates to help. Uh, the other one I like is um, Papley and Maynard. Yeah, that will be two. If, if they are on each other, that, that is, could be that could be fun. That's fireworks. Yeah, that, I reckon yeah. that'll be good. I reckon that'll be good. So um, look, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic just because like yeah, it's a prelim. I, I mean, what else am I going to say? Like you know, I, I well, we're in it. It's a free swing. We're playing with house money, as they say. Um, you know, all the pressure's on Sydney up there. Yeah, I don't want to talk about prelims. Uh, do you know that the, they actually, they actually with the GPS data that the the clubs get, they actually were able to track who the fastest player was in the AFL? Do you know who it is? Um, Darcy Fort? No, Tom Papley after he kicks a goal. <laughs> yeah. There is no man quicker than after that ball leaves the boot and the umpire doesn't move. Yeah, he's, he loves it. He's gone. And yep. the tongue is out. It's very promiscuous. Yeah. Oh, look, he's a great player. He's a and he's an igniter. Oh, I and just especially in that sort of yeah cheer cheer. Come on, Swannies. Yeah, crowd, and the Pable. Come I, on, Paps. I yell Pable yeah, like it's... more than I do anything else. <laughs> I don't know why. Actually, at um for Caitlin's birthday, we did uh we she did karaoke, and there were three mics, and so people were singing. But I just kept like grabbing one of the spare mics and just doing footy commentary and out the back to Papley. I just kept uh, yelling Papley. I'm, I'm sure that would have gone down well. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think anyone enjoyed it. I think anyone, if they were on the fence about me, yeah, her friendship not, group, they're, uh, not, they're not on the fence anymore. <laughs> no, no. You're like, wow, have a look at this obnoxious uh, piece of shit. Where'd you land? That? Where'd you land him? <laughs> Jeez, he must have been in high demand. <laughs> I just scoop up that piece of trash. The one that's just repeating Papley on the uh, on the third mic. <laughs> the one who was ordering two drinks at a time because he didn't like the the, the ordering app. It was frustrating. Uh, but, um, yeah. So now he's a he's a, he's a um, you know as I said he's a, an igniter for them. And when he gets going, he gets that crowd behind him. Uh, they're going to be hard to beat. So very hard to beat. I think they go away. I think Buddy's already said that that was a mistake. The no handshake. That kind of a to try because May May gave him a, a real one of the, good one of the baths of one of the, the cleanest season. it was just a one of the cleanest cleans someone has ever come out yeah it was like but but Buddy basically had a uh, little rubber ducky next to him it was that bigger bath that was, <laughs> did he ever <laughs> yeah I think I think Sydney will steer away from that sort of hostility yeah because it's a complete complete it's a complete swap right mm, like yeah. they're at home. They're the yeah, favourites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not them against. It's or well, it is them against. But it's you know what I mean. Like it's not like Melbourne were the favourites. Yeah, yeah. Melbourne yeah. were the reigning premiers. So it was a different mentality, I think. Very different. So yeah. Well, maybe you know, if Darcy Moore puts his hand out to Franklin and then he you know, rips that stupid pointless rips, headband off. Rips, uh, Oh, which I don't know. I don't know what the headband does. But anyway, uh, I'm just a man who's got no hair who's jealous. Just a, it's just a brand. <laughs> just fine. Uh, so, um, your tip? Uh, Collingwood in overtime. 
by six points. <laughs> now, the draw is... <laughs> you can't... No, I'm no. not going to say that. Uh, for me, Sydney by 65. Oh, my God. I mean, Sydney by... Sorry, just... 6.5. Sydney, 6.5. 6.5 or 65. Uh, and what should be an absolute uh, absolute cracker, hopefully two good prelims because we've been treated. Yeah. Been treated so far to some sensational finals. Scintillating. Her Royal Highness sadly passed away. Yes, yes, absolutely. We're a big uh, royal family... Uh, podcast massively so I'm a huge England person Supporter. I love I love England in yep. all aspects yeah so logging onto Twitter to seeing what how the world reacted was not great um, but because of that the Brownlow has been pushed yes it takes a bit to Brent the um, push the Brownlow away <laughs> I did see a tweet that said why can't they just why can't they just move the funeral? Yeah, it's, I think that's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it is Brownlow time, so obviously this is one of the biggest times of the year for me. Yeah, it's, a, like, it's like Christmas. Yeah, a poor man's Ash Chua, a numbers guru without the, the I don't even know how you would... The swag. I'm, a, I'm the wish. <laughs> I'm the Ash Chua of wish, really, but... <laughs> The Brownlow is coming. It's a uh, it's a it's a massive time for the gambling community, which I'm a part of. So I'm very excited. I think personally, I'm not sure what your opinion is. I think it's it it's up to it's between five. Yeah, I reckon it's a race in five, and I think those five are uh, Lachlan, Jay, Neil, Lucky Neil, Clayton, Oliver, Patrick, Cripps, Andrew, Brayshaw, and Took Miller. I agree. Uh, I reckon, and I think. It, um, it's going to sort of replicate the season. It's been a really close season, um, and I think it's going to be a really close count. I reckon any one of those five winning would not surprise me. No, I agree. I think all five of them have genuine genuine reasons why they can and can't win it. So tell me, let's let's go through them. So the favourite is Lockie Neal. So spruik his credentials, please. Uh, obviously, Brisbane, Brisbane fits that the win category. Yep. The fact that they've had plenty of wins, he's had plenty of plenty of those thirty to thirty-five a goal sort of yep. games. Hasn't had a ton of competition. McCluggage has had a really good year, yep. but McCluggage has had the same year that he kind of has been having. So and, it's and not probably same one he had when Neil won it last time. I correct. Say, yeah. So honestly, I think he's he's the favourite, yep. uh, and I think deserves to be the favourite. So. From that, you can't fault him. Super consistent. Had a very strong finish to the year as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that he's probably he deserves to be favourite. I'm not saying I think he's going to win, yep. but I think he deserves to be favourite. Super consistent all year and a very strong finish. So that's why I think he will. He can win it. Yep. Second on the line is Clayton Oliver. Clary. What's uh, what's Clary's big? Same. Literally the same thing as Neil. Um, Petraga had a very Good, good season, mm. but wasn't sort of the wasn't as consistent as Oliver. Uh, Melbourne has the same that same thing with the wins. Yep. Um, he didn't have a ton of people who maybe Brayshaw towards the latter end. Once they sort of switched him around, he really started to fire. What was his so, What was his season like uh, when they start their form started dipping post buy? Was his form still consistent? Question without notice. Uh, 
he he still he still polled pretty well yeah. in my opinion. There is a there's a number of games there where even in losses, he's a chance to get those ones, which I think is pretty like it's pretty uh, that's pretty important. Yeah, you, you need those. Yeah, you need to poll in losses to win it. Yeah, he's he's got a couple of those thirty five to thirty eight disposal games, which are really like I've carried the team on my back, kind of a yeah. kind of a thing. So I don't see a ton of Melbourne players polling votes from other than you know, Petrarca, uh, Brayshaw. Yeah, ah, uh, maybe Cosie Pickett against Port Adelaide because he tore us a new one, but. Yeah, uh, so that's that's why he'll win it. Uh, third on the line is Patrick Cripps, who from memory started like a house on fire. Looked after like five or six rounds. Looked um, like it was his. Like I thought yep. they were going to stop it and give it to him early. Yeah. Uh, Carlton obviously exploded out of the blocks. Uh, Sam Walsh had the ankle issue to start the season yeah, and yep. sort of didn't really get firing straight away. Yeah. Uh, he genuinely, I think Patrick Cripps got three. In the first three rounds, so yeah. anyone could start who starts off with nine votes. I mean, yeah, you're one third of the way there almost. Exactly. So yeah. uh, he did sort of tail off a little in the middle of the season, yeah. But once again, finished like a, an absolute steaming bull, a yeah. raging bull. He actually he will get the he'll get twenty eight votes in his game versus Collingwood. He was that dominant. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he should get twelve. He would only get three, obviously. But he he is an absolute dead cert to get three in that Collingwood last game. So yeah. If he's around the mark, know that he's going to get three votes in his last game. I reckon. Yeah, I just, I just wonder how how many votes he'll pick up in that little, the middle the dry spell, that little dry spell. Yeah. Um, because umpires, umpires like they, they have supreme hard on for midfielders. Mm, so, so it's like if he picks up one, two, three votes in in a game where he probably shouldn't have, like yeah. that could be, that could be. The, the medal around his neck. Yep. All right. Fourth on the line is Andrew Brayshaw from the Fremantle Dockers, um, who I reckon has been super consistent all year. Mm. Well, why can he win it? Super consistent all year. The same thing as Freo. Enough wins. It's the Oli Wines. It's the Oli Wines yep. the theory, right? Yeah. Poirot had enough wins. Didn't really have a ton of ton of people to take votes off him. Yeah, I think that's a big one with this, this guy. Yeah. Uh, Brayshaw super super consistent all year did sort of fall away towards the end of the year his last sort of six maybe six games Sarong really started to take over yep. that, that's probably his biggest that's that probably going to be his biggest issue for the last six games I don't actually have him in for a vote yeah right at well, all that hurts yeah that, that's not going to get it done but for the best part of the season he was leading yeah. Uh, for probably up until that round 15 to 16 mark, he was in front, yep. in my opinion. So Fremantle won enough games. He had more than enough of the ball in most of it. No one else to take votes off him outside so, yeah. of Sarong. So it sounds like if he can if he can jag a cheeky vote here or there in his last six where you think he won't, mm. he, he may win, but holding on is going to be tough. I think holding on is going to be tough. I've, ha- I've looked over the games a couple of times and I just I can't see... Yep. I can't see where he does. Like, there's maybe one game where he's a chance for one, but yeah, I hope he does for yeah <laughs> for no, obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah, he's had a, yeah he's had a great year. And you, were I would like to be, early. I'd like to pay some bills. <laughs> so hopefully the umpires have a hard on for him, like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fifth in line is uh, Gold Coast took Miller, who was the jewel. Uh, Coaches Association winner with spoiler alert, um, he wins. Wow, mm. uh, with Clayton yeah. Oliver, but 
So it, now, my, well, the reason why I'm surprised at, at your confidence there is because the old rule about did they win enough games, Gold Coast? Just. I think just. So, all right, so talk to me. Yeah, so same thing. No one was even close to, yeah. close to good enough. Anderson? Noah Anderson had a good, had a really, really good year. Yeah. And undercover, I think I may have spruced it on here. I'm like, he's having a really like undercover good year that yeah. no one's really talking about. Yeah, he did, yep. But there's no one else. And he's just so, so consistent. 30 touches every game. You can, it's, you know, it's, it's as safe as, you know, the, the royal family not having to pay tax on the inheritance. It's absolute. It's ironclad. It's ironclad. Uh, there's just no way. There's no way someone like Matt Rao, um, anyone like I can't think of it. I can't think of a Gold Coast player no, who takes votes off him other than uh, Anderson. Yeah, and uh, look, you know, I think the, I think uh, as it progresses year on year, the coaches' association is becoming a bit of a good form guide. A very good form guide. So yeah. the fact that he wins it with Oliver there. Uh, Suggests to me that he's he's played enough good games. Too. Yeah, but yeah, Bris, um, sorry, Gold Coast form towards the end of the year is probably the only reason why yeah. he doesn't. Yeah, but I think he, I, I think he's enough performances and um, more than more than enough uh, more than enough votes uh, to get over the line. I think you'll I think you'll probably have about thirty to thirty two. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, it usually gets it done. So if I had to ask you in order, top three, who are you saying? Uh, Took Miller winning. Yep. Uh, then Patrick Cripps and Lockie Neal tied for second. Okay. So there's your top three. All right. Excellent. Well, um, there you go. Now, the, the question I want to ask you, and it's just, um, maybe it's just uh, a naive man asking this question, but Geelong won so many games all season, mm-hmm. um, including, you know, a, a, a streak that they're still on. Collingwood won a whole bunch of games uh, in a row. Someone has to get those votes. Is there is there anyone in the Geelong or Collingwood teams that could bob up and give us a cheeky top 10 finish that we're not thinking of? I'm very glad you asked. It's Jack Crisp, in my opinion. Okay. I love Jack Crisp. Yep. And like all of his price variables, I've, I've really dabbled very crispy. into. I'm very crispy. Now... You could look at Collingwood as the probably the perfect example. Um, Nick Dacos is yep. pretty similarly priced to Jack Crisp in a lot of these markets. Yeah, it's one of those two. Yeah, I, honestly, I it, yeah, I I I totally agree. Someone has to get him, um, and they generally go to the winning team unless it's been an absolute blinder by someone else, like a Crips mm. um, versus Collingwood. What about Geelong? Is there anyone there who can? Is it the Guthrie's at Cameron? Like Cameron not being a midfielder hurts him. Cameron, Cameron not being a midfielder hurts him. Tom Tom Stewart early in the year, I think, is going to take some votes. He had some stupid games, yeah, like uh, fifteen marks. So, and, the, so if you've got any ineligible markets, he's one to maybe look at. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I would look at him. Um, Guthrie is another one. Just, but uh, I also don't know how, like, how umpires would view him as a player because yeah. he's not like a, he's not like a poster boy. He's, no. He's, He's an unbelievable player, but he's just not one of those like flashy types of players. Yeah, I've just got it. I don't know why I've just got it in my mind that year that Brayshaw came out of nowhere and got third. Yeah, you know, just someone just keep bobbing up, getting votes that we don't expect just because of the. I think sheer it's, of I wins. think that's crisp. To be honest, crisp. I think okay. I think crisp is. I'm not going to say a certainty for the top ten because obviously I have no idea how the umpires. Yeah, 
the umpires vote and like no one does. So you yeah. can make models as much as you want and you can... Which is, why, which is the beauty of the Brownlow. Yep. No, it is. But I, I, I really think that Crisp is, is one of those. He gets enough of the ball. He's flashy enough. He's noticeable. Yep. Yeah, he goes on runs. Goes on, yep, goes on runs as we saw. Like, yeah, in the prelim. Um, uh, in the semi, sorry. Yeah, Flash Frederick. Just couldn't... Yeah. Just, sorry, that's the Port Adelaide Frederick. Um, the lesser known Frederick. Yeah. Uh, couldn't chase him down. Yeah, um, and... One of the quickest, one of the quickest players in the AFL. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Crisp is supremely underrated in my opinion uh, in AFL land and in Brownlow betting. So, that's one. I do also have a few other, um, few other sort of players who I think are a bit of value with their respective teams. Please, oh, what, what we what we see a lot with um, team betting is so popular, right? But what people get what people get sort of sucked into is like a, a North Melbourne and you've got a, mm. you've got like a dollar 20 and they're like, well, he's out to see you lose. Yeah. It's North Melbourne. <laughs> um, he's not going to get many votes, you know, it, and that's typically where I think people sort of lose sight of the fact that someone may have had an unbelievable year, but when they've had those games that they're going to poll, there's so few of them yep. that you just, you just have to sort of look. So, Adelaide, Rory yep. Led, obviously unbelievable season, very stiff. The desk. The de- <laughs> very stiff to not make the All-Australian team. Yep. Ben Keys had a very, very good year for Adelaide. Yeah, he did. He had a lot of, yeah, actually it was his breakout year really. Wasn't it's it? his breakout year and what he what he does that uh, Rory Led typically doesn't is kick goals. Yep. So midfielders that kick goals are money. Mm-hmm. And he loved that. He's had some. He's had some really good games and should poll. So Laird would be the short price favorite for most yeah. folks. For Adelaide. So um, keys is the keys value. is the value. So yep. when I when I say all these all these players, I'm 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 suggesting here, yeah, purely value. Yeah, yeah I'm not absolutely. saying um, they're going to win. Yeah, but it's just like where's the value at? I think the voting is extremely close. And that you can't you can't overlook the value. I'm not going to say odds because you can look it up yourself. I'm yep. not. Yeah, yeah. Do do some of do, your own bloody do work. some of your own bloody work. Uh, next one, Hawthorne, James Sicily. Yep. So the two favourites there, Tom Mitchell and John Newcomb. Yep. John Newcomb is not flashy. No. Very very good. Yeah. But it's very much a grunt inside mid, kick the ball long. Tom Mitchell is. Tom Mitchell played a lot of. Sort of half forward this year, and I know he averaged twenty eight touches still, but yeah, um, yeah I, he wasn't dominant. Stiff to make, stiff to like Rory Led not to make the All Australian team. Yeah, yep, yeah, Jimmy Sisley, yes, he put up a, enough, enough disposals playing in the back line. That's where it's going to be hard. Yeah, which is which is probably why I think the pricing is not completely wrong. Yeah, I just. I just don't have much faith in Newcomb or Mitchell to poll that many votes. Hawthorne yep. had a pretty up and down, down, down year. Yeah. My only uh, question with Sicily is that he is big on the chirp. Like he's a he's a great. Oh, speaker. he's also so, yeah. So it's whether that is a hundred percent factored into his price. Yeah. Okay. Well, very yeah. good. <laughs> so I think he's got a bit of value there because I think that that could genuinely be like a like it, someone could win that with like five or six votes. Yeah. So, yeah, bit of value there. Uh, next one, St Kilda and Jack Sinclair. Everyone who listens to this knows I've got a supreme love 
infatuation. Yeah, infatuation. You've been, you have been spruiking him all year. The you've been band-aid. consistent with that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Jack Jack Steele had a Jack Steele obviously missed a lot of time. Uh did play some Jack Steele games. Yep. But Not um, mm, Not I think it, I think it will be enough for him to win. Okay. Uh, but I think it's going to be by one, maybe two at most votes. And I think the pricing is way, way, way off on this. Jack Sinclair or was an All-Australian, yep. was consistent, showed up every week and was very, very noticeable in my opinion. So that's one. Uh, the next one, Chad Warner in Sydney. I mean, that one shouldn't, I shouldn't really have to explain that. Was gen- yeah. probably the best player for a month in the AFR. I don't think I'm no, exaggerating was, yeah, saying no, that. No, he's, he absolutely was dominant. Yeah, with the way he plays. Yeah, uh, very flashy too. It, yeah, again, like Chris, Jack Chris esque yeah. in terms of just running, bursting out of stoppages. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely one to watch. Yeah. Uh, the next one is going to be a hard one to watch. Uh, West Coast and Tim Kelly. Oh, this really? is this is yeah this is this is literally based on the fact that so the favorite is Josh Kennedy. Yeah, right, okay. So how many games do you think Josh Kennedy is going to pull in? Uh probably his last and maybe one other. That's what I'm that's what this whole thing's about. So Kelly had some stinkers. Yeah, oh, yeah. But did have some really good games in games where they were sort of close enough where I could Say yeah, I think he's probably going to get one, maybe two there. Yep. Uh, and I actually have him beating Kennedy. Okay. And at, he's at decent odds. So. Yep. Um, there's that one, and the last one to round it out, Bailey Smith, the Western Bulldogs. Um, okay. The Bulldogs one is just a is just a crab shoot. Oh my god, it is a crowded kitchen because yeah. you've got Dunkley, McRae, Bontempelli. Yeah, I would have thought Bont would have been a pretty obvious one for them, but yeah. no. Okay. He's not even favourite. Wow. To be honest, and McRae's like the fourth favourite. Yeah. So well, McRae let me down. I, I was big on McRae last year, and he he, he just doesn't poll. Yeah. So yeah, that one is a that one's in the Chad Warner type. Obviously, yep. he's missed some time, but Western Bulldogs season was pretty take it or leave it, and super inconsistent. So maybe that, yeah. And that's what I'm that's what I'm factoring in there. So yeah, if you if you are going to have a a bet, obviously gamble responsibly, please. Um, there's a few players who I think are uh, probably underpriced in the market and worth a, a dabble or yep. flutter. Absolutely. So, yeah, have a crack if you want. If you want. If not, if just... Um, fast forward this section. Yeah, the episode. Or, um, or record the Brownlow and then watch it the next night during the funeral. <laughs> yeah, no, very sad. Um, very sad news. Um, I probably will watch the Brownlow, but I don't enjoy watching it. I hate watching I the love Brownlow. It. I love watching the Brownlow. That's because you go... Uh, I've only ever been once. Yeah, and you've flogged the picks. Uh, well, red carpet. Well, well Bevo photobombed <laughs> one of my picks. Um, Tuxedo, just red yeah, carpet. F- no, flog. Just, yeah, well, if you're gonna go, you may as well. You may, you may as well flog it up. You may as well yeah. go to full flog mode. <laughs> Activate, <laughs> which, is, uh, I, which I do quite easily. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't need to my mom twisted. <laughs> Just said, all right, we're going to do this. Yeah, we're going to be well. a flog. I'll be a flog. <laughs> Fine. I guess if I have to. Yeah. No, I, I've always enjoyed watching it, so yeah, I'll be watching. Oh, well, there you go. Um, not sure if there's anything else we need to cover. No, look, enjoy the footy this week. Uh, hopefully both finals are crackers again, like we've had all you know, most of this final series. Um, may the best team win. May Collingwood win. May Jack Crisp win. Um, yeah. 
and it'd be nice. Yeah. No, but what about you, mate? Looking, uh, yeah, I'm ready for sleep. You're looking, you're looking tired. I am. Uh, Not all wear, heroes wear capes, but no. let, let me tell you, people out there, that I've got a cape on. He's right got now. a cape on, and the jocks outside of the pants. <laughs> I think that's just due to shoe tiredness. <laughs> um, yeah. Another, no, look, another look, tough night in Ricardo Nation, but yeah. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You just keep. Keep battling through. That's it. And we'll see everyone back here for a grand final show. We're not going to spruik it. If it's good, it'll be good. If it's big, it'll be big. If not, you'll take mm. what you can get, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, shop early and uh, see you next time. Peru.